So just a quick recap here of what we talked about last week. So Jesus is now doing his ministry. Jesus is on the scene, and he is giving this famous Sermon on the Mount. And he began it, as we read last week, with the Beatitudes, which are blessings that are already ours because of what Jesus did for us. And if you remember, uh, there's crowds of people around Jesus. There's lots of people that heard this Sermon on the Mount. But the disciples of Jesus were the ones that came close to Jesus, and these are the ones that Jesus is specifically talking to. Those that aren't just part of the crowd, those disciples, which includes you and I. So that, now that he has shared what the blessings that we already all have as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, all the blessings that we already have right now, we don't experience them fully until we are in heaven but we have them because of what Jesus did for us. Now Jesus is going to turn his attention to what our purpose is, which is why the title of this message is, What's My Purpose? Who's ever wondered what their purpose is? Like, what am I supposed to be doing in this world? What does God have planned for me? Well, Jesus lays it out here in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And these are verses you've heard. Megan just talked about them, but I'm going to read them again. And this is what Jesus says to his disciples. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So Jesus is using two metaphors here to to get his point across. And once again, we are seeing, which has come up a number of weeks now since Christmas, including Christmas, this theme of light and darkness is coming up again. And it comes up a lot in the Bible, especially in books like Isaiah and John. And so remember what I said, when you see something show up a lot in God's word, it's probably a good idea to pay attention to it when it keeps getting brought up over and over, this contrast of light and darkness. And we talked about, you know, without sunshine in our lives, it would be pretty tough to get, get by, right? It stinks when we don't see the sunshine. And without Jesus in our lives, the true light, we are all walking around, stumbling, bumbling in the darkness. We have no hope of finding our way without Jesus, the true light. And so Jesus also uses the metaphor of salt. So light is the more obvious of the two, and he uses salt also. And as we know, salt is very important, especially when it comes to my popcorn. 
because I have to have salt on my popcorn. In fact, I take a little vial of salt into movie theaters with me because they don't put enough salt on it. And apparently, in the Schaefer household, salting your water softener is very important. You must have Mac helping you carry those 40-pound bags of salt. It's embedded in him. But salt is very important. And so this is the point that Jesus is making about salt and light. Jesus is making the point that salt and light are useful, helpful, and essential. And so this, of course, leads me to think about some questions I have. And these are three questions I want you to ponder today and this week as you go about your, your daily walk. And the first question is this. What is our identity? And Jesus answers this question in verses 13 and 14. You know, we live in a world that tells us, in fact, impresses upon us that our identity lies in things that we do. In other words, you know, depending on how much money you make, how, how far up the corporate ladder you've gone, how well your kids do in school, how well they are in sports or other extracurricular activities, this is your identity. This is who you are. But as we know from God's word, we are not of this world, we Christians, we disciples. And Jesus tells us right here in this Sermon on the Mount, what our identity is. We are, and notice the word that Jesus uses, are, already. It's not something you will become. You are Jesus' disciples. And we are salt and light. And the world not only needs literal salt and light, it needs us. It needs you and me. It needs us disciples of Jesus Christ. You know, we disciples are useful, helpful, and essential. At least we should be, right? That's what Jesus is calling us to be the salt and the light. We should be useful, helpful, essential. And the next thing on your, uh, on your sheets there, when we are not being who Jesus called us to be, the world suffers. You know, when we find ourselves getting stuck in the crowd, because it's more comfortable being in a crowd of people, right? In fact, I've heard people say, and not meaning ill intent or anything, but they prefer to go to a church that has a ton of people because they can just kind of get lost in it and nobody notices them. This is not who Jesus calls us to be, not to be one of the crowd. He calls us to be his disciple, his salt, and his light. And another thing that comes along with this being salt and light is that we are part of our identity here is forgiven, redeemed, blessed children of God. And so when we realize that being joined with Jesus 
is our true identity. We are joined, by the way, at the baptismal font. When we were baptized, when you were baptized, it's as if God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit tattooed his name on you. You were given the gift of faith, the gift of the Holy Spirit in the waters of baptism. And this is now your identity. This is who you are in this world. All that other stuff doesn't matter. This is your true identity. And when we realize that, that that's our identity, when we follow him, things start to make more sense. And the world is changed because of us. So now here's the second question I have for us to ponder this week. What is our purpose? So that's our identity. What is our purpose? And Jesus answers this question in verse 16. Just to read it again. He says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And so what is our purpose? Our purpose as God's children, as the salt and light, as his disciples, is to perform these good works. And so as you know, talking about good works is always a little tricky, isn't it? Because there's that temptation to think that we have to do these things in order to be a Christian, right? Sometimes there's that temptation to think, well, i got to do this in order to be right with God. You know, I've got to do more good things than bad things. You know, God's not up in heaven with a scorecard saying, Scott has done this many good things and he's done this many bad things, but he's done three more good things, so that he's good. That's not the way it is. Good works do not save us, as we know in Ephesians 2, 8, it says it, for it is by grace we have been saved through faith. And this doesn't come from what me, you, and I do. It's not what gets us into heaven. And there's that temptation. Satan wants us to think, you know what? He wants you to think you're not good enough. You're not doing enough good stuff. There's no way you can be saved because you haven't done enough good works. You're not good enough. Don't believe that lie that Satan throws at you. We do good works because that's what Jesus called us to be. And so another way to put it on your sheet, when we do what we were made to do, we are honoring the one who made us. And another way, another way to put this, good works, and this is straight from Jesus' mouth in verse 16, are meant to lead others to glorify our Heavenly Father. And that is our purpose in this life, in this world, is to perform these good works that don't bring honor and glory to ourselves, but they're to glorify God. So then to me, the natural question is, well, what does being salt and being light look like? Well, being salt 
and breaking the ice. We mentioned it over here in the children's message. One of the things that salt is useful for, which is especially useful this time of year, is to melt ice so that we can drive and walk without hurting ourselves, right? And so being salt and breaking the ice in some relationships with others. So maybe there is some ice with a family member that you could spread some salt instead of adding to that ice. You know, you know, maybe there's that kid at school that always sits by themselves. And you could spread some salt by sitting with that kid or inviting that kid to come sit with you. You know, maybe there's that person at work who just does nothing but irritate and annoy you. I'm sure nobody has that problem. But maybe that someone could really use some salting. Remember, in this case, being salty is a good thing. Not the negative thing of being salty. You know, being salt could simply mean just listening to somebody who is really struggling in life and they just need a friend, somebody that's there. Maybe you're in a group of peers and they're gossiping about someone and you can spread some salt and stick up for that person or put an end to the gossip. Gossiping is one of the things that Christians struggle with probably the most. But we can be the salt in these situations and melt that ice. So what about light? What does that look like? Well, being light is sharing your time. Whether it be with our church here at Promise, sharing your time here. Or maybe somewhere else. Sharing your talents, the gifts that God is giving you. This is being the light in our world. Or sharing your treasures, our money. This is another way of being the light in this world. And so maybe you have a family member or friend right now who's stumbling around in the darkness. And they need, they're making bad choices and they need some light. And you can come along and help light the way for them. This is an example of being light. Maybe you know somebody who knows nothing about Jesus, who knows nothing about the true light, and thinks all there is is darkness. And you can come along and share your light. And remember what we talked about weeks ago, when we share the gospel, you don't always have to use words. Our light is our actions also. Maybe there's that someone who wants to know why you are always shining. Hopefully you've had that. Why are you always shining and, and sharing your salt and you get the opportunity to say to that person, come and see. Remember when we talked about that, when Jesus said that to the first disciples? Come and see. Come and see. And maybe you know somebody who is just Stuck in darkness, stuck in depression. You know, we have a way too many people that commit suicide. And last month was actually 
Suicide Awareness Month. There's too many people that are stuck in this darkness, and they feel there's no way out, and maybe they just need somebody to come along and share their light to lighten their path. And we want all of these people to ask us, you know, what is the deal with this light and salt? And then you can tell them, come and see. Come and see the amazing things that God has done for us. Come and see what Jesus has done for you. He died on the cross. He shed his blood. And remember, we say it every week, or at least I say it every week, and I don't want you to ever take it for granted. God's plan from the beginning to atone for sin has been, it's got to be a life taken, and it's got to be blood that's shed. And this is what Jesus did for us. He shed his blood and died on that cross for all of our sins. And so we can tell people, come and see and hear about this wonderful news of forgiveness that is for everybody in this world, no matter who they are, no matter what their station is in life. And so when we ask these questions, what is our identity, what is our purpose in life, you know what? God can use you no matter where you are in this life, whether you're a, a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a pastor, whether you, no matter what you are, whether you're a kid, a teenager, no matter where you are, you can spread your light and spread that salt no matter where you are. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father,